Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. And a very happy new year to you all, including you, Dom. Happy new year. Happy new year to you, James. How are you, my friend? I'm all right. So last time we were here, we were reflecting on a Christmas stumble, which I guess makes this one a festive frenzy. Last time, no wins, one goal scored. Now we're talking about three wins, nine goals scored. So it has been, it's been a bumper festive period, as we like to say in journalistic circles. So um, let's start with uh, Fleetwood away, which was a little while ago now. Um, and this, the, the closest of the, of the three wins, for a while it looked like it might not happen. Uh, but Wednesday, you know, good form for coming from behind at Fleetwood and, um, and, and doing the, the business. Um, and um, overall, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. doesn't really matter how you get those wins away, does it? It's just a matter of getting them. Yeah, that was a, another ugly away win. And I think we've said that a few times this season about Sheffield Wednesday. And is the character that they showed. They came from behind. I, I think that Sheffield Wednesday, 18 months to two years ago, would have dropped points, possibly even lost at Fleetwood. And it sort of underlines, really, the, the progress that they've made. That That's it. That They went behind early on. Uh, I, I heard some people sort of questioning... Cameron Dawson's part in that feeling as if he should have done better but to me that was just a really clean hit from Sean Rooney and there was nothing that he could do about that and really if anything you're going to point more fingers from me at the defence that they just didn't get out quick enough to him uh, but yeah George Byers comes back scores uh, brilliant and yeah lovely goal from Marvin Johnson, and he had a big hand in both of the goals, inadvertently teeing up George Byers for the equaliser. But, yeah, great technique. Um, and we've seen that a few times from Marvin Johnson with his long-distance shooting, that he is capable of that, and he's got it in it, you know, in his locker. Uh, I would have taken a point at Fleetwood when you look at they haven't lost that many matches this season. Uh, you know, we said, I think, in the last podcast that Wednesday had to be aiming for minimum seven points, really, from these three matches, and they got nine. So what, what more can you say other than they um, didn't always play at their absolute best across the three matches, but you can't argue with the points return. Yeah, and, you know, you, you talk there about, you know, fingers being pointed a little for the for the goal that was conceded. That is the only goal we've conceded across the whole of Christmas and, and New Year, so... Um, it is it is clutching at straws a little. Um, Marvin Johnson, as you say, really good hit, nice goal, um, and he had a good game, didn't he? And and it's, it, I, I was quite pleased with that because I think he'd had he'd had a, a couple of, of slightly iffy performances of late. So good for for him to um, you know kind of take the, the the crown as a as a standout player on that one. He's a real confidence player, is Marvin Johnson, and I think throughout his Wednesday career. He's gone through peaks and troughs, hasn't he, of where he had a slow start. And then we saw in the second half of last season, really after he shifted and moved to centre-half and did so well there, playing as an emergency centre-back on the left. Uh, but yeah, he, his performance levels this season have been a bit erratic, I think, um, to put it mildly. But there are signs now that he's starting to find his best form. And you really have to hope that he 
puts the performances in that he did in the second half of last season where you know, he was a consistent performer for Wednesday. A left wing back is his, is his position. That's what he's tailor-made for, for me, James. I, I think there's no denying that that is where you're going to get the best out of Marvin Johnson. He's played a lot of his career in that position. Uh, we've seen that, yeah, he's not got the pace to get to the byline and really go past players. But if you give him time and space to put a ball in the box, he has got really good delivery. So um, three points away at Fleetwood. Um, and then we are uh, back at Hillsborough. For what? I mean, I, I'm... I I am a big fan of a Boxing Day football match. I feel like that's what Boxing Day is is for. But alas, it was not to be this um, this time around, was it? So it was day after Boxing Day, which was still a bank holiday. So fair enough. Um, and um, Port Vale. So um, they've had a few decent results coming into this game. Out the Port Vale, that um, you know they got some some decent results against some of the teams towards the the top end of the league we talk a lot don't we about potential banana skins and 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 that was one that kind of looked to me a little bit like this could be a, a tricky one um but you know in the end 2-0 victory i guess you'd you'd class that as relatively comfortable probably not a game that wednesday completely dominated maybe got a little bit lucky at a couple of points but um that's that's what happens doesn't it in this in this league it was a better performance than at Fleawood um, and possibly one of Wednesday's better performances in the last few months. We should also say that they've scored the two goals after Barry Bannon has gone off the pitch with another yep. knock. We still don't know the full extent of that injury. That is a concern for Wednesday. He is the talisman. They don't want Barry Bannon being out for too long. I know we'll come to the Newcastle tie in a bit. If he's not, 100% for Newcastle, don't play him. There's, what's the point of risking him? The big picture for Wednesday is getting promotion, finishing in that top two, Wickham away, the, the, you know, the game after Newcastle. It's far more important that Bannon is fit for that um, than it is at the weekend. But yeah, Wednesday, we've been talking about the strikers being a bit out of form. Uh, and no one has been sort of consistently firing of late. And lo and behold, last two matches, it's Michael Smith that's come up trumps. Yep. They've got a helping hand for the first goal against Paul Vale. has to be said. Literally. Ridiculous, yep. yeah, ridiculous penalty. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Michael Smith has shown a few times this season that yeah, you know, he is a very good penalty taker. He is Wednesday's number one penalty taker right now. There's no doubt about that. And the second goal... Uh, he doesn't score for me if he doesn't get the first goal if he doesn't score the penalty to then have the confidence to you know let fly from 25 30 yards it was a brilliant finish not one that you really I think would associate with Michael Smith he, he won't have scored too many like that in his career but yeah right for curler goalkeeper had no chance and I think that really I yeah I think that took the yeah, yeah, it really knocked Paul Vale. I think that's what we should say. I think from that moment on, it you know, gave them a mountain to climb. And yeah, you have to give yeah Wednesday your credit again, really, that uh, they made sure that they ended the year on a high note, clean sheet, and the clean sheets just keep on coming. They're going to smash the records uh, you know, in the club uh, history this season for clean sheets. What is it? I think 14 now. Uh, it's truly remarkable. And, and they've only lost three times all season, James. It's amazing consistency. 
And what is it now, like unbeaten in 12? Is 13. It? 13 now. Um, and, um, I mean, bizarrely, there's, there's, there's still fans kind of, you know, questioning whether or not we're going in the right direction. Um, but, you know, I mean, you can't really argue with the uh, with the stats, can you? And, you know, kind of like the the combined table of the year across all four divisions um, for 2022 showed Wednesday in, was it fourth? Um, and, and just, you know, pr- pretty remarkable, all things considered, just how 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 good a year it's been for for Wednesday now you know we'll we'll look at stuff like that and go the thing is we're still only third in the league so you know coming out of the Port Vale game for 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 a bit of that game it looked like ah this is going to be the this is going to be the one where we sneak up into second but then it didn't happen um so you know finishing the the year for all those plaudits all those great things it's like getting into that top two is 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 the priority now and of course, it then happens. Um, so playing um, Cambridge, who were a bit depleted, let's be fair, they'd, they'd had a few issues, hadn't they, going into um, into that game? But you beat what's in front of you, and Wednesday well and truly did. Now, um, this is um, it's interesting, this isn't it? Because you know, five 0 sounds like it was an absolute complete one sided affair. We forget, you know, they hit the bar, and actually, you know, there were a couple of chances there. But all things considered, this was a comfortable um, victory. Uh, and some really good finishing. Actually, you know, it could have been ten, couldn't it? With with some of the the, the other chances as well. Yeah, I think it, it should have been more. Really, Cambridge were there for the taking. Yeah, they came to Hills with a with a wretched away record, depleted injuries. Yeah, it, it was a great game for Sheffield Wednesday, and that's not taking anything away from Wednesday, but that is the reality. What we should really say at this point is. That Darren Moore deserves big credit for me for the way that he's handled his resources over the festive period. He, he looked at the matches and so he's gone, I'm not going to start Josh Windass at Fleetwood. I'm not going to start him against Paul Vale. He's then brought him in against Cambridge looking for a reaction and boy, did he get a reaction. Uh, Josh Windass, perfect match for him, wasn't it? In, in the... Number 10 position, Callum Patterson has come into some really good form now and I think that's going to leave Wednesday with a big decision to make if, if they get any um, concrete interest in him in January. What are they going to do? I, I Personally, I think right now you can't let him go. We, we may have touched straight on the pod a few weeks ago. I think he's shown his versatility and he's such a valuable utility player. Uh, for Wednesday right now, and he's playing, you know, you know, doing a good job. You have to say that for the team, but yeah, to get Windass uh, with the hat trick and his contribution that we we saw the other day, you know, we saw how devastating he can be, and he's finishing, uh, and he's going to be a huge player for Wednesday. If Wednesday are going to finish in the top two, they need Windass to be playing like that. Um, regularly, that's what they need. They need Windass, who is, is a match winner, to be showing us all that he's not a League One player. You know, so far this season, I'd say he's been a little bit disappointing. I expected more from Windass when it comes to goals and assists than what we've seen so far. But maybe that's going to be the turning point in this season, the Cambridge match. It, it needs to be, doesn't it? Because it's also it's 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 the ideal time. You know, you're coming into a it's a new year. 
Um, and it does feel like those three wins, we can kind of, you know, bookend those those three really bad draws that we that we've been talking about before, and that lack of goals and just being, um, you know, not brilliant football, feeling like you know we could play until ten o'clock at night and we're not going to score. We can push that to one side now. We we can forget about it, and and it might be the comes a point in in the in the coming games where we we do need to revisit that and bring that back up. But hopefully that could be could be forgotten about. What matters is this point onwards, isn't it? You know, you start the new year. You start it with a five nil win. You start with Josh Windass in form. You start with and I, I you know I love that that second that 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 my, that second goal was credited to um, Michael Smith. Not anything against Liam Palmer, but just, you know, I want strikers that are scoring goals that are going in off on the shin and off the backside and stuff like that. And and so you can have Josh Windass scoring the Worldlies. Um, and, I mean, Michael Smith did score a Worldly, did against Paul Vale. But uh, as you said, that's not his game. You know, he's he's the one that will get those scrappy goals, who'll keep banging in the penalties. Um, and, and that, you know, going up to second as part of it as well. And to be fair, you know, even if Ipswich had have won, we'd still have gone second because we we, we scored five. So it'd have, have, have reversed that in terms of the the goal difference. So you look at it and think that's a really good position now to be going into and to take that confidence forward because it is about it is about the future now, is it? It is about looking forward. Um, we've got that, you know, a period at the, the back end of January, early February coming up where there's three or four huge games in, in very quick succession. You know, we 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 need to be going into that 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 period of games with at very least the cushion that we've got now. Hopefully, a little bit a little bit more. It's worth saying that Wednesday have got a squad and the team that played the other day against Cambridge. You look at that starting lineup; they're all playing for their futures, and uh, yeah, so they've got a hungry squad. You know, you've got McGuinness who's only on loan, Reese James who's only on loan. You've got Windass's contract is up at the end of the season. Byers, Liam Palmer, Marvin Johnson. I know that the club have got options on Windass and Byers in their favour, but you see where I'm going here is that you know, so Wednesday are keeping their options open and they've said to the players, go out, do the business, fire us to promotion and we will assess things at the end of the season. I'm sure... In the next few months, Wednesday would like to get some of their hours contract contingent in the summer. They'll, they'll like to get some of them tied down. But you're looking at your Pattersons and Palmers and Johnsons, and there's lots more that I, I forgot to mention. But yeah, I, I think that's a big point really for Wednesday in, in the sense of they're second in the table. They're going in the right direction. The mood in the camp will be so high right now. Like the confidence they'll be in the group. Uh, and, and sort of contract talk, you, you can ask Darren Moore about it and he just bat it off. And, it, and he's really saying to the group all the time that the focus is on one job. It's on the mission of getting Wednesday back into the championship. And right now they're doing all that you know, we, we really ask of them and want them to do. And they put Cambridge to the sword the other day and they've got the best goal difference in the league. They're in the top two. It's now about building on it, isn't it, and making sure that they stay there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've got to really touch on this because on on Saturday night, um, I was trying to figure out if there's a way on Twitter that I could mute tweets that involve the words Josh, Windass and Celebrate 
because it seems to be what everyone was was talking about. Um, personally, kind of just a lot of nonsense being said. Josh Windows has talked before about the fact that he's uh, he, he he's not going to celebrate goals in in League One. Make of that what you will, but but you know that that's it, it wasn't a, a a new revelation. Do you read anything into that? The the fact that you know even scoring a hat trick, he was quite nonchalant about it. Nah, I'm not fussed at all. I, I find it a little strange. You know, you'd like players, your forwards, when they score a goal, to be celebrating, enjoying it. We know why he doesn't do it. It's his dad, Dean, ha, has said that you shouldn't be celebrating goals that you score in League One. Um, but yeah, we, we saw it in the first game of the season against Portsmouth. He did exactly the same thing with the opener there. So. Yeah, I, I don't read anything into it, really. You know, I, that's the way that Windass is wanting to play it when he, he celebrates goals. And it's, it's interesting that he's taking himself certainly off Twitter um, a fair bit. And I, I much prefer that. I quite like him to just focus on his football, really. Let his, let, let his football do his talking for him. Uh, uh, you'll then stop people, the rumours, you'll stop the nonsense that then happens and goes around it. For me... Windass is going to be looking at there's 21 matches left in the season he's got 9 goals he should be targeting minimum 15 should be looking at 20 and he'll be a championship player again next season I've got no doubt about it and he should be looking at it thinking that at the very least if I get as close as I possibly do to 20 goals get double figure assists if Sheffield Wednesday fall short don't get promoted the chances are that there will be championship interest in the summer. Wednesday then may have to look at cashing in on him and may have to make that decision. So that's what, for me, Windass should be concentrating all his energy on right now. Yep, yep. Um, We're slightly going backwards here, but I I wanted to speak specifically about a couple of players, and, and they're both players that we've touched on. But firstly... Michael Smith, we've talked about before about how um, he the start to his Wednesday career had been a little bit up and down. Never really kind of got into a, a, a flow in terms of um, playing um, a number of games. Uh, he had obviously an injury problem, but but four four goals in two games is is brill from 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 him. But the other thing, Callum Patterson. So I, I mean, pretty much since we on this podcast questioned what his role with the team is going to be moving forward. Um, he's been absolutely awesome, like really good in the last couple of games um, and, and and seems to have found a bit of a new lease of life. And and for both those players, I think it's brilliant to see that. As you say, with, with Callum Patterson, it, it actually causes a little bit of a quandary there. You almost, it'd almost be easier if he wasn't in form and then if a bid comes in, it's it's probably an easier decision. Um, but, you know, there is, there is he's he's really given the powers that be some something to think about. We know what Callum Patterson is all about. He is a hard-working player. Whatever position you put him in, he's going to give it his all. And, and that's what we're seeing. And he's, he's proven in the last two matches that he started alongside Michael Smith that he's been a, a good foil for Michael Smith. And he's, he's by doing the donkey work, he's taken maybe some markers away from Michael Smith and given him more space to then do his stuff in that final third. You'd like more end product from Callum Patterson and he should have scored more than what is it two league goals so far this season I know that a lot of his appearances have been off the bench but yeah I, I you, know, you have to say that 
He's done really well. He has, and um, you know, I, I thought at one point his days were numbered at the club, but yeah, yeah, he's now I think said to Darren Moore that uh, you can't drop me right now while on form, but he might do against Newcastle. You, you just never know, do you? Really, with Darren Moore and uh, you know what team he go with at the weekend and everything. But yeah, no, I, I think yeah, you've got to give a lot of praise to Callum Patterson his attitude as much as anything, the way he goes about his business is very impressive. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, pretty much now the rest of this podcast is, is going to really be talking about transfer rumours and, 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 and whatnot. We, we've got a couple of games to, to look ahead to as well, but um, if, if an offer does come in for Callum Patterson now, uh, what, this is so hard, isn't it? Because I, in my head, I think about Callum Patterson being about thirty-five, and he's not. He's about what is he like twenty-eight, something like that. So a lot of football left in the in the in the lad. I think he's he's kind of shown me actually. Do you know what? He's still got, you know, he's still got certain. He's he's got talents. He's got abilities. He can do something. He can play a role that maybe no one else can. Um, if an offer comes in, would you sell? Wednesday can't get rid of Callum Patterson unless they already have a replacement lined up. It's as simple as that for me with Callum Patterson. And it's going to be an upgrade, hasn't it? It has to be, yeah. Yeah, it has to be someone that is knocking on the door um, and who's going to really challenge Windass, Lee Gregory, Malik Wilkes. We should say that Malik Wilkes, uh, you know, that was another huge positive from Cambridge on Monday is that, yeah, you have Malik Wilkes that you know, had a big hand assist yeah, for one of the goals um, and, and another yeah, decent contribution. He you know, he looked a lot better and I think that Malik Wilkes, you would like to yeah, believe, is going to step up and I think he's going to deliver more in the second half of the season. You hope so. You know, he needs to stay injury-free. But yeah, going back to Patterson, you know, that's where it comes down to me. For, you, know, you look at Patterson and you think, they they can't offload or get rid of Patterson. I'd be hanging on to Patterson right now as things stand unless Wednesday get an offer that is too good to refuse. Okay. What what player we've not talked about yet, um, who is continually putting in great performances at, at the moment. One player of the month for December unsurprisingly, um, I would imagine with a pretty big um, chunk of the of the vote. Mark McGuinness. So last time we talked about Mark McGuinness, we actually talked about whether or not, oh, could we maybe do a deal for him and, um, and maybe get him in? Now, that, that kind of dialogue has changed quite a bit to can we hang on to him for the rest of the season seems to be kind of the thing that, that's going around at the moment. What, what's your what's your inclination on on, on this? Is, is Mark McGuinness going to stay at Wednesday for the, for the remainder of this campaign, do you think? I fear he is not going to be a Sheffield Wednesday player come the end of the month. Right. I hate to be the voice of doom and gloom, but I am doom house. And I, I'm frankly amazed that Cardiff haven't already recalled him. Look at the position that they're in in the championship. You, you would think that they would need all hands to the pump. They that they, they would need you someone who okay the league below, but is performing out of his skin and has been a top performer for Wednesday. To me, it's a no-brainer. I, I can't believe that they haven't recalled him already. But the noises coming out from Cardiff are that Mark Hudson, their manager, is under pressure. You look at that and think if they were to lose another match or two, they could change manager. If they bring a new manager in, you'd be foolish not to have a look at Mark McGuinness. So, 
Yeah, you know, Wednesday are getting linked with a number of centre halves right now, and I'm not surprised they'll be planning for um, if McGuinness goes that that it they wouldn't just need one centre half; they need two. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be a, a huge blow to Wednesday if McGuinness if they were to lose McGuinness. I really hope it doesn't happen, but I think it might. And you look at Swansea recalling Morgan Whitaker taking him off Plymouth. Who knows, he might end up at Ipswich in, in a few days' time. You know, those rumours are swirling around right now. Um, yeah, so Swansea have done that. They're OK in a better position in the Championship than what Cardiff are. Uh, and that's why I find it crazy that then they've not already gone right. The loan has served its purpose, or it should have done, from Cardiff's, Cardiff's perspective. They wanted mm. him to come to Wednesday to play games and to regain form, his confidence. He's done that. He's ticked every box. I don't know why they're letting him stay on Wednesday. Can't get my head around it at all. Long, long may it continue. Long may it continue. Um, as you said, that I mean, Wednesday were already really going to be in the market for a defender. Um, potentially, that that you know does become more than one defender now. Lots of names knocking around. Um, uh, one familiar name in Aidan Flint that. Um, that seems to have, 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 have reared its head as well. What what do you know? What can you tell us? What what's what's what, what are things looking like at the moment? We're kind of into silly season, aren't we? With there's just names flying about here, there, and everywhere, but some that seem to be sticking a little bit more. Wednesday are going to get linked with a lot of defenders. Everybody knows that Wednesday are after at least a centre back. So yeah, by the end of the month, James, they're going to probably have been linked with about ten players and and agents. They've got jobs to do, so. They are going to want their clients linked to Sheffield Wednesday and to really drive up the you know, interest in the player. That you know, that's what agents do, and and um, so you know you look at it and you think for Wednesday it'd be great if they got somebody in sooner rather than later and you know, a centre back. I, I I still look at that and think that is the area of the team that they have to absolutely bolster they have to bring in a centre half this month and they would they would have to bring in two if McGuinness goes it's as simple as that for me that's where I stand on it as well as Liam Palmer and Reese James have done in the last few matches playing in the back three alongside McGuinness I don't think it's sustainable Dan Moore I'm sure quite likes that setup of he's got sort of two ball playing defenders at centre-half and they can overlap and get forward. And we've seen how effective Liam Palmer and Reese James can be. Reese James played a terrific pass to Michael Smith in the build-up to the second goal against Paul Vale. Liam Palmer had a goal chalked off the other day, but look at him getting you know, in the box and having a shot at goal. It's not something he was doing a few years ago. So, no, I, I, I think... You'd want only one of those playing in the back three all the time. I just think against the top teams, and you've got to look at the fixtures coming up, Wickham away, then the big month, and three games in a row of Barnsley, Ipswich, Plymouth. That, for me, cannot be the back three. That's where they have to have a recognised centre-half in. There is Akin for Mayo there. It's a big ask, I think, to throw yeah to throw for Mayo in when he's not played a lot of football so far this season. I think he needs to be eased in gently to it. So now Wednesday, you're getting linked with was it Luke McAnally at Burnley, Aidan Flynn, uh, you know Aidan Flynn. 
wouldn't bring his pace, would he? Wouldn't bring pace to the team. But you know what? He'd bring you in both boxes. He'd be commanding, aerially, aerially dominant, vastly experienced. Flynn would not be a bad signing at all. You know, his first loan spell, he only played, I think, about four times for Wednesday. Now, I, I definitely wouldn't be against Aidan Flynn coming back to Wednesday. But then is he prepared to drop down into League One when he's playing in the Championship right now? Maybe he sees himself as a championship player. Plus, you'd think there'd be other championship clubs interested in him. So I, I, I just look at that and think that one would be a difficult deal to get over the line. Yeah, as you say, it's going to be interesting to see what what does kind of all pull together because there's a lot of other players after a lot of other clubs after players as well. Um, so it is difficult to see. Aidan Flint. The only thing that just makes me wonder with Aidan Flint, obviously. Kind of feel like there could be some unfinished business for him because um, it was uh, it was a bad injury, wasn't it? That that ended his um, his loan spell before. Whether or not he thinks maybe you know there is there is a bit of unfinished business there. Um, that that one did catch my eye a, 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 a little bit. Um, but you're right, and 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 you, you I mean you you. Know, the, I think we've got to be respectful of of every club in this in this league. But you know what we're looking at in. Um, in, in the games that we've that we've just um, that we've played, th- there aren't any of what you class the heavyweight teams, are there? So um, you know you probably go back to maybe Derby at the start of de- uh, of at the start of um, December as being the last kind of heavyweight, and yet you know there's a couple of spells still to come this season with quick you know games in quick succession against some of the bigger teams in the in the division. Those defensive fragilities will be found out won't they if 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 um if they're not kind of um you know we can we can get away with patching up it sounds disrespectful to the players that have been played in the back in the back three back four because they've they've done a really good job but you know uh, again some of the teams that have got a bit more firepower i think it, it starts to look a little bit a little bit different a- anyone else in any other positions all the talk so far has been very much about defenders um, any other rumours doing the rounds that um, that have caught your attention? Well, the one that's caught my attention that our good friend Joe Cran at the Stars reported today is uh, James Hill at Bournemouth, uh, and, you know, which would be, I think, a really good move. I've heard great things about him over the years, actually, and and um, he's the son of Matt Hill, who um, you know, who used to play for the club down the road that we don't name on this podcast. But yeah, no, I, I think that you know, he'd be a very you know, interesting player if Wednesday, you know, would to you know look at that one. You know, I don't know how serious the interest is, and I would imagine that he's a player that's very highly thought of. That that would not be an easy one either to get done. Uh, and, and then there's really strong interest that Wednesday have that we know for a fact in Tom Cannon uh, at Everton, who's a young striker who's done really well at youth level. That's exactly the type of player that. You know, Wednesday should be looking at and trying to get a player in from the Premier League or the Championship, a youngster that has got maybe some pedigree or that could add something different to the attack. But yeah, for me, priorities defence. If they get another forward in grey, for me, Wednesday don't need to do a lot of business. It's about really two signings, I think, three at a, at a push. You know, they, I think they made three signings last January, James, and I think. I wouldn't be doing any more than that. You know, I still look at Wednesday and think they've got one of, if not the strongest squads in the division. They've they've had Femeo and Adenaran who've come back into it. You hope Bannon's injury's not too bad. They haven't got loads of injuries right now. I all for should be back 
in the next week and a bit. Lee Gregory uh, get Touchwood. That's not a bad one either. Um, so no, I mean for me it's about outs. You know, you know, look at outs will be fascinating. Of you've got Paxson, who's yeah, Hearts we know big admirers of, and then of course um, Fizeu Delibashiru, and, and I've got pretty strong opinions really on Delibashiru. If Wednesday got a good offer for him in January, I'd be selling him. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that yeah, he still has not consistently produced in his Sheffield Wednesday shirt. And to be honest, I think his better performances this season have come off the bench as an impact player. As a starter, he, he hasn't delivered for me. And, and so I would be seriously looking at cashing in on him. If he really wanted to stay at Sheffield Wednesday, he'd have signed that contract by now. It's been over seven months. Seven months that's been in the works. So it's quite clear that he sees his future away from Sheffield Wednesday. So let him go. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Wednesday have got loads of midfielders as it is. I think they've got plenty of cover there. If they wanted to, I'm sure they could go get another midfielder on loan. He'd be a squad player. Deli Bashiru, if an offer comes in, his contract's up in the summer. He's not going to stay. I mean, that, 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 yeah, to me, everything's pointing to he, he wants to go and he's not going to stay at Sheffield Wednesday. And it's his prerogative to weigh up his options and see out his contract into the summer. If that's what he wants to do. But he's not making the noises that he wants to stay at Sheffield Wednesday. So let him go. If, if an offer comes in, sell him. Mm. I can't argue with that. To be fair, um, and yeah, I think um, that's 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 a very kind of fair approach to it. Now, I didn't realise seven months we're talking about that 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 kind of contract's been more or less on the table. So, um, yeah, they've been if, in contact if, if, if he does, and and I, you know, I I, I, you know, I, I, where I come from on this is kind of you know, if he if he does want to go somewhere else, you know, ultimately sees himself playing at a higher level, that's fine. He can, he can go with kind of my best wishes. To be to be fair, I think some fans get a little bit annoyed about players that that want to go elsewhere and that 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 you know that don't want to commit to Sheffield Wednesday. I haven't got a problem with it, uh, but obviously we've you know, we we've it, it is a business and it needs to be managed. And and if he's going to leave for free during the summer, then make sure we get something for him in January. Totally fine with um with that. What we could do without is it's just dragging on all the way through January because this feels like it's been dragging on for a long time anyway, doesn't it? So. Um, we touched on this earlier. So Newcastle coming up at the weekend in the in the FA Cup. Interesting times we're having this game. Wednesday only just you know squeezed into the into the top two. As we talked about the Wickham game, the other side of Newcastle is is the more important one in 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 terms of the the, the bigger goals for this um, for this season. But it's a game that's on TV. Wednesday don't want to get you know we don't want to get pummeled, do we? Against um, against um, Newcastle, so we don't want a particularly you know weakened team going out. But it is an opportunity for some some players to to have that rest. You talked about Bannon. If he's not fully fit, don't play him. I don't think I'd risk him anyway. I don't think there's any need to. I think we've got a lot of choice in midfield, um, and there may be players that would relish the opportunity of of playing in a televised um, game. So stick them in there. Um, anything else that you'd be changing? I'd be freshening it up. That, that's what I would be doing. I, you know, I'd be looking at, wouldn't be against Rio Shipston coming into midfield. And, and do you know what? It's only occurred to me now, the emergence of Rio Shipston, that'd be another reason why if an offer came in for Tenebyshire, I'd be getting rid yeah. of it. You know, the, the, you know, they're looking to the future anyway. And Darren Moore is a, a huge fan of Shipston. I've seen plenty of him and I, I do think he's got something. When's he have to give him game time? You know, this tied him down to a contract. Stick him in against Newcastle. See how he does. I, you know, I remember Alex Hunt playing against Man City a few years ago in the in the cup. Yeah. 
and didn't disgrace himself. You know, I, I, so yeah, you know, you're looking at Jack Hun, yeah, the players who came on the other day in Adenaran and for Maywell. I, I think it's going to be a mixed sort of mix and match Wednesday team. I think that Darren Moore with one eye on Wickham, where Wednesday we know at Wickham they've really struggled on the last couple of visits. I think Darren Moore will go with a fairly strong team, but I, I think he might make uh, you know, three or four changes to give game time to a few of the players in his squad that haven't had as many minutes you know, as he would have liked. And you're still looking at it. There's another 20-plus matches to go this season. So everybody's going to be used and more constantly, as we know, talks about the squad and that everybody has to be ready when they're called upon. Newcastle are not going to field the same eleven that they picked against Arsenal. Newcastle will also rotate and maybe even change the entire eleven. Right, you know, such is their strength and depth. I don't like saying this, but it is a three hit for Wednesday, isn't it? What we don't want is Wednesday to get, as you say, an absolute spanking. You don't want them to lose four or five nil with the momentum that they've got. There's going to be a big crowd at Hillsborough on Saturday. As you said, it's the first time they've been on the BBC for a few years. Wednesday will want to put on a good show and really give Newcastle a bit of a fright. That's, that's what we want. You know, there might be 30 plus thousand fans at Hillsborough and there's, a lot has been said about the atmosphere at Hillsborough this season and how it hasn't always been the best. But I think on Saturday night, it's going to be pretty tasty and it should be the best sort of crowd of the season. Uh, so yeah, no, you, you want the players to give the fans plenty to shout about. I think that's that's what we'll all be hoping for. You know, the weekend and, and sort of Wednesday, I think we'll be looking at it and going. If you're down more privately, you'd be looking at it and thinking, Let, let's go out graciously. You know, like, let's go out two one plucky Wednesday lose two one get a goal. The deeper they go in the FA Cup, then maybe it becomes a bit of a distraction, doesn't it? I think. But then they have already played two rounds in the competition. So, yeah, it's, I get the argument. If Wednesday were to get a result, even take it to, a, I think there's replays if it finishes a draw the weekend, then it's, it's more money, isn't it? It's financially Wednesday would be better off. So maybe that would help them in the transfer market. It's swings and roundabouts. It's however you want to view it, really. It is. And, and, you know, I don't think any manager would ever send a team out thinking, well, they might. They might lose, but not too badly. Like you know, we, we know that Darren Moore will want to win that 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 game, but maybe won't lose a, a whole lot of sleep if we do. I mean, it's not it's not dissimilar. Is it to the Man City game of? Um, I mean, that's nearly three years ago now. It doesn't feel like it, but um, it was one of the last games before lockdown back in March of of twenty twenty. Similar sort of thing, wasn't it? Whereby it was it was a pretty spirited Wednesday performance. Went out to uh, a you know Sergio Aguero goal, and you kind of think, well, you know, Newcastle have got some good players. Um, a similar sort of thing wouldn't be the end of the of the world because the big thing then is is Wickham. You know, I to be honest, I'm quite happy to go out in the, the cup against Newcastle at the weekend if it means we go and get three points at, at Wickham the the week after. And you know, as we've said, big big games coming up in the next three or four weeks. So I, th- um, I think that's the how Wednesday fancy as well. Does. Yeah. I think Wednesday fans see it exactly the same way, don't they, James, really? But and Wick and Wickham um have been playing really well and have crept up the table in the last two months. We we know that Wednesday struggled there in the last couple of visits and they've got a certain Lewis Wing 
who's um, been playing well for them in their team. Of course he has, of course he has. Sam Vokes, McCleary. I, I know you, have, the, the, you know what you're going to get with Wickham. You, they're they're going to be big, physical, aggressive and horrible to play against on a tight little pitch. So yeah, Wednesday they're going to have to seriously roll their sleeves up when it comes to that one. I, I, you, I, I would take a draw right now at Wickham um, if it continues that sort of unbeaten run that Wednesday got in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Right, that is going to wrap us up for uh, this episode of the podcast. A big thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors, specialists in wills, trusts and probate. Um, our mate Ollie, he's available for evening calls, weekends, home appointments as well, right across South Yorkshire. Find out more and uh, you can book some time with Ollie at titolaw.co.uk. That's T-Y-T-O-L-A-W.co.uk. On Twitter, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott and the show is at Dom and James. You can find all of our various different links on our website and in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. Up the owls and we'll see you next time. <laughs>